Good evening. Uh, tonight, we're going to look at uh, some indicators that our world is trending toward the tribulation period. You know, many signs are converging together, but we're beginning to see more and more evidence that a world government is on the horizon. And in, we're seeing a lot of the setup, the technology uh, that will ultimately lead to the mark of the beast. And, you know, as Christians, we have the hope of the rapture, which we understand the Bible teaches that will happen before the tribulation begins. You know, God is still the restrainer and uh, he will orchestrate world events on his timetable. But our world has been trending toward the tribulation for decades. We've seen globalism, removing God from the education system and society. Uh, we've seen our world embracing unbiblical lifestyles. But however, in the last couple of years, we've seen a rapid acceleration in all of these areas, uh, which we will talk about tonight. In addition to COVID, we've seen the development of other world crises that are fur it's further, further destabilizing our world. Uh, we see increasing call for stronger leadership. The globalists themselves say that they never want to let a crisis go to waste. So they're using these calamities to steer our world toward their one world system. And they sometimes they call it the Great Reset, the New World Order. Uh, it's run by a select group. They want it to be run by a select group of elites. So the definition of elites is a select group that is superior in abilities and qualities to the rest of society. So since Israel will play an important role during the tribulation, it is a gauge of where we are on God's time clock. Israel is a tiny nation, is surrounded by hostile neighbors that either sworn to Israel's destruction or insistent that Israel must surrender a large portion of its land to create a Palestinian state. In fulfillment of prophecy, Israel once again became a nation in 1948 after having been scattered for over 1,800 years. And they have been fighting for their survival ever since. And, you know, in Daniel chapter 9, we read that 70 weeks of years, totaling 490 years, were declared to the Jews. Most premillennial Bible scholars believe the 490 years began when Artaxerxes gave Nehemiah the decree to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem around 445 B.C. Based on a Jewish year of 360 days, Jesus rode into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, 483 years later. Daniel stated that the Messiah would then be cut off, which happened when Jesus was crucified. The final seven years of Daniel's 70 weeks will be the tribulation period, which will begin with a covenant that is confirmed between the Antichrist and Israel. Daniel indicated that the prince, a reference to the Antichrist, would come from the people who destroyed Jerusalem, which the Romans did in 70 AD. The region where the Roman Empire was located is modern-day Europe. So it is believed that the Antichrist will come from that region. Jesus referenced Daniel's 70th week in Matthew chapter 24 when he warned of the coming tribulation. During the Six-Day War in 1967, Israel gained a significant amount of strategic land when it defeated the surrounding Arab nations. Today, the cry around the world is increasing 
for Israel to give up all the land that it gained in 1967, including East Jerusalem, where the Temple Mount is located. Based on scripture, this push to divide Israel's land will lead to the Battle of Armageddon, which will happen at the end of the seven-year tribulation. In Leviticus 25:23, God established that the land of Israel belongs to him. It says, The land shall not be sold forever, for the land is mine. For ye are strangers and sojourners with me. Psalm 121:4 says, Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. No matter how hard the world tries to eliminate Israel or take away its land, God will have the final say. For years, most of the nations of the world have been pushing for a two-state solution, establishing a Palestinian state within Israel's borders. But in 2016, for the first time, a U.S. administration called for Jerusalem to be divided so that a Palestinian capital could be established in East Jerusalem. Since then, the call to divide Jerusalem has grown worldwide. While many have touted the success of the Abraham Accords, all the participating Arab nations are calling for Jerusalem to be divided and for Israel to withdraw to the pre-1967 lines. Like many nations, Israel is very divided politically. On June 20th, Israel's government once again collapsed, and this fall, Israel is headed to its fifth election in three and a half years. This internal upheaval has caused instability, making Israel more vulnerable on the world scene. In recent years, Israeli Arabs have been steadily working toward driving Jews to the center of Israel by moving into coastal areas and harassing the Jews living there. Benny Gantz, Israel's Minister of Defense, stated in May that this Arab takeover of land could ultimately shrink Israel to half its size. All of this has God's attention, but he is allowing it to or, in order to fulfill his purpose of dealing with Israel and judging the nations. Once the agreement with the Antichrist is signed, the clock will start ticking for the final seven years of human government. That will not be very long for the globalists and Satan to rule the world after they have tried for so many years to achieve it. Zechariah 12, 2 and 3 says, Behold, I will make Jerusalem a cup of trembling unto all people round about. And in that day will I make Jerusalem a burdensome stone for all people. All that burden themselves with it shall be cut in pieces, though all the people of the earth be gathered together against it. Zechariah chapter 12 refers to the latter part of the tribulation. But the fact that we are seeing more pressure put on Israel today to give up the Temple Mount in East Jerusalem indicates that the tribulation may be getting closer. Joel 3.2 says, I will also gather all nations and will bring them down into the valley of Jehoshaphat and will plead with them there for my people and for my heritage Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations and parted my land. This is a reference to the battle of Armageddon when God will ultimately let the world know what he thinks about the division of Israel. Today, Israel has few, if any, friends in the world who support its right to the land. At some point, Israel will give in to the world's demands and will ultimately sign an agreement with the Antichrist. 
For years, Iran has threatened to wipe Israel off the map while building its weapon, building up its weaponry and advancing toward a nuclear weapon. Israel has declared that it will not allow Iran to attain a nuclear bomb, and Israel has conducted targeted attacks against Iran to show, slow down the process. However, Iran is getting closer to achieving its goal of having a nuclear weapon. Israel understands that when it decides to attack Iran's nuclear facilities, it will not only face a counterattack from Iran, but also attacks from Iran's proxies in Syria, Hezbollah in Lebanon, Gaza, and Yemen. Iran has been supplying these nations with weapons for a long time, and they are a continual threat to Israel's security. In May, in May of this year, Israel held its largest ever drill called Chariots of Fire to prepare for conflicts both inside and outside of Israel. Many are predicting that a conflict may happen soon, and when it happens, Israel expects as many as 1,500 rockets a day to be launched against it for the duration of the war. They acknowledge that there would be significant damage and loss of life in Israel. On June 15th, Israel and the European Union signed an agreement for Europe to purchase natural gas from Israel to lessen Europe's dependence on Russian oil and gas exports. In recent years, Israel has discovered large amounts of oil and gas, which has been disputed by its neighbors, but many believe Israel's natural resources could be the catalyst that could cause Russia, Turkey, Iran, and other nations to launch an attack on Israel, which we understand to be outlined in Ezekiel 38 and 39. Today, Israel is depending on its strong military rather than God, but the Bible makes it clear that it is God, not Israel's military, who will save them from total destruction in the end. Based on scripture, we know that there will be a temple, a third temple in Jerusalem during the tribulation. Today, after many years of preparation, the blueprints and implements are ready and ritual reenactments are being conducted before every Jewish holiday to prepare the priest for service in the rebuilt temple. The third temple will play an important role during the tribulation. Daniel 9 states, that the Antichrist will cause the sacrifices to cease at the midpoint of the tribulation. And Paul stated in 2 Thessalonians 2 that the Antichrist will set himself up as God in this rebuilt temple. A poll taken in May of this year indicates that half of Israelis support the right of Jews to pray on the Temple Mount. As Israel faces more political pressure and ongoing military conflicts, the desire for a temple will grow, and at some point, permission will be granted, possibly in exchange for Israel's land. God still has a plan for Israel, and a remnant of Jews will believe on Jesus as their Messiah and enter the millennial reign to rule and reign with Christ. Globalization is the world becoming more connected and interdependent through trade and technology. There are many organizations that are involved in globalizing our world, but a few familiar ones are the United Nations, World Health Organization, World Economic Forum, International Monetary Fund, World Bank, and the World Trade Organization. 
one organization that has been at the forefront of creating what has been called the Great Reset by 2030 or before is the World Economic Forum. The World Economic Forum was started in 1971 by a German engineer and economist named Klaus Schwab. It is headquartered in Geneva, Switzerland. Mr. Schwab has authored two popular books titled The Fourth Industrial Revolution and Shaping the Fourth Industrial Revolution. According to the World Economic Forum, the Fourth Industrial Revolution is where the tools of technology can become literally embedded within us and even purposely change who we are. This is known as transhumanism, the merging of body and machine to create superhumans. Klaus Schwab also re released a book in 2020 titled COVID-19, The Great Reset. He stated, the pandemic represents a rare but narrow window of opportunity to reflect, reimagine, and reset our world. The World Economic Forum wraps socialism, Marxism, and communism into one package. Their goal is to do away with the democratic process and nationalism and give control to a specific group of elites and technocrats. This forum once again convened for their annual meeting in Davos, Switzerland in May of this year. Around 2,500 political, academic, business, and society leaders came together to discuss ways to improve the world from a global standpoint. Mr. Schwab told his captivated audience, let us be clear, the future is not just happening, the future is built by us, by a powerful community as you here in this room. Schwab was also a keynote speaker at the World Government Summit held in Dubai in April of this year, and the topic of the first session was, are we ready for the new world order? COVID and the spreading of fear have accelerated the agenda of the United Nations Agenda 2030 and the World Economic Forum's Great Reset through mandates, digital tracking, tracking and conditioning the world's population toward compliance with their demands. Some even say they are ahead of schedule. So what are some of the goals of the globalist elites? A centralized government where the elites hold all political and economic authority over the entire world. A one world currency that is cashless and digitized, making it possible for everyone to be scrutinized and made compliant. Sustainability, which is an elaborate way of describing climate change. They want to control how much meat we eat, how much electricity we can use, and how goods are manufactured or produced. Population control, including abortion and euthanasia. At some point, they will introduce eugenics to eliminate those who are deemed unworthy. The globalists call them useless people. Revelation, in Revelation 13, we read that the false prophet will cause everyone on earth to worship the Antichrist and receive a mark on their right hand or forehead. Without that mark, it will be impossible to buy or sell. This describes how the centralized government and digitized currency being enacted on the world today will lead to the mark of the beast at the midpoint of the tribulation. The man on the screen is Noah Yuval Harari, an Israeli professor, avowed transhumanist, 
and a key advisor to Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum. He is a respected speaker and author, and his books have been featured on the New York Times bestseller list. Mr. Harari does not believe in God, and he has stated that regardless of what people believe, man today has the ability to create far beyond anything God has ever created. He has also stated that stories about Jesus rising from the dead and being the Son of God are fake news. So we will look at some of the statements to get a perspective of how he proposes to unleash his globalist agenda on the world's population. He states that the technology is already in place to hack human beings on a massive scale and that the concept of having a soul and free will are over. He says that world crises are opportunities for the globalists to accomplish reforms that people would not normally agree to. For example, the COVID crisis. He states that the technology of surveillance under the skin may be the most important development of the 21st century because it gives the ability to go under the skin and collect biometric data analyze and analyze it to understand people better than they understand themselves. He says that by hacking organisms or living beings, elites may gain the power to re-engineer the future of life itself because once you hack something, you can usually also engineer it. He states that through artificial intelligence and biotechnology, humans will be able to attain godlike abilities to re-engineer and create completely new life through man's intelligent design. This is just a sampling of what Mr. Harari has stated. He is very influential in helping the globalists in their one world agenda. And through transhumanism, this is the direction our world is going. So think about what Mr. Harari is saying. The technology exists to hack people through an injection under the skin that will not only analyze data, but will also re-engineer that person to think and act according to the globalist intelligent design. The Bible indicates that everyone who receives the mark of the beast will be eternally doomed with no chance of repentance. The Greek word for mark in Revelation 13 is kerygma, which means stamp or etching, indicating that the mark may be visible. We may wonder why receiving a mark to buy or sell could be so unforgivable, but when we look at what transhumanists are saying about the technology under the skin that could implement the mark, it is possible that the mark of the beast could transform a person into something other than fully human that no longer has a free will, but will be re-engineered to worship and be compliant to the Antichrist system. Technology to control people is already being used. Bioimplants are widely used by the medical field to enhance people's lives. In Sweden, thousands have, in, have received implantable microchips to assist with everyday activities and financial transactions. Billionaire Elon Musk is developing brain chips that can be implanted in people's brains to help people with disabilities by manipulating the brain to perform certain actions. We all know how cell phones and smart devices have made life more convenient. However, all this technology can also be used to track and control people's thoughts and actions. 
Imagine how the globalists and ultimately the Antichrist will use this technology to control the world. Our world is heading that direction. If people don't like the world the globalists are shaping, they can always go live in the metaverse. Mark Zuckerberg, the founder of Facebook, recently changed the name of his company to Meta. He is currently working on a technology called Metaverse, where a person can create the virtual world he wants to live in rather than dealing with the real world. It is said that it will transform the world of online communications and will change the way that people work, play, and live. The goal of the globalist is to condition the world through multiple crises and then use technology to bring the world into compliance with their ideals. Recent crises have proved how successful they have been at, su at succeeding in their goals. On the screen is the cover page for a report compiled by the World Economic Forum in February 2022 describing a digital ID system that, could that would collect personal data about online behavior, purchases, medical history, energy usage, and much more. This data would then be used to control spending, health care, travel, and more. This is a portrayal of what the Antichrist system will look like when it is implemented, and it is already on our doorstep. God hates globalism because it seeks to replace God. Satan is the master globalist, and his intent from the very beginning has been to rule the world, and he uses global-minded people to achieve his goal. Genesis 6-4 states that men born prior to the flood became mighty men, which were of old, men of renown. They were highly intelligent men, and God said that every imagination of the thought of his heart was only evil continually. They were trying to go where they should not have gone, and God thwarted their efforts by sending a global flood. In Genesis 11, when men were building the Tower of Babel, God said almost the same thing. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language, and this they begin to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. It wasn't about building a skyscraper. It was man once again going where he should not have gone and attempting to usurp God's authority. God intervened by confounding their language and causing them to scatter. Today, we once again see man going where he should not go. In addition to globalizing our world, man is trying to use artificial intelligence and biotechnology to dehumanize people and turn them into machines that have godlike abilities. This has God's attention, and his next intervention will be the tribulation when the whole world will face God's judgment. Another aspect of the World Economic Forum is the Forum of Young Global Leaders, which was started by Klaus Schwab in 2004. Each year, a group of leaders under the age of 40 is invited to participate in this forum. Today, there are over 1,400 members and alumni representing over 120 nationalities from all political spectrums. Most of these graduates are active in governments and influential businesses around the world. I have listed a few members on the screen, and I am sure you will recognize most of them. In addition to world governments being impacted, we have seen a rampant surge in censorship from businesses such as Google, Facebook, and Twitter. 
The point is that most governments and influential businesses around the world are permeated with global leaders. These leaders are changing the world to fit with their ideals. At the speed with which they are making progress, it may not take them long for them to accomplish their goals. When the Antichrist does step on the scene, they will welcome him with open arms. Globalists are getting close to fulfilling their long-term goal of developing a centralized digital currency system that can be controlled by them. Decentralized cryptocurrencies have been in existence since around 2009. These cryptocurrencies are privately owned companies that are unregulated by the government. However, many of these cryptocurrencies have failed, so the government is seeking to regulate them. On March 9th, President Biden signed an executive order calling for the U.S. government to assess the risks and benefits of cryptocurrencies. The executive order also instructed the government to explore the development of a digital version of the U.S. dollar. I will use America as an example, but the situation is similar around the world. Since the gold standard was lifted in 1971, America has printed excess money with no backing. This has caused the deficit in America to rapidly accelerate. However, due to COVID and massive spending bills, the amount of U.S. currency being printed has greatly, greatly accelerated in just the last two years. When more money is printed than available goods and services, inflation occurs and money becomes devalued. In time, people will be forced to reduce the, what they purchase, including essentials. Currently, the American inflation rate is listed at over 8.5%. But if inflation rates were calculated the same, they, same way they were in the 1980s, the inflation rate today would be twice as high or higher. Inflation rates are often manipulated to make them look more palatable, but ultimately increased inflation will lead to civil unrest, massive poverty, and economic collapse. We have seen this happen recently in Venezuela and Sri Lanka. America and other developed nations have not experienced this yet, but it is becoming a reality. The solution will be a digital currency. A recent report from the Bank for International Settlement Estimates, they estimate that around 90% of the world's central banks are in the planning stages for launching a central bank digital currency. A number of economists have pointed out that 2022 has been a year of great advancement in this area. The Chinese government is already testing a digital yuan. What will a central bank digital currency allow governments to do? They would have knowledge of every transaction that is made. For non-compliance, they could cut off the ability to access the account or make purchases. They could penalize any transactions that they disagree with. They could easily deduct taxes from the account. They could program the account to control spending. For example, they could ration meat, airline travel, travel, gasoline, or any other products deemed detrimental to climate change. They would, could dis, dis, redistribute wealth in any way that they see fit. Businesses in the United States are currently subjected to what's called an ESG score, which stands for Environmental, Social, and Governance. 
The purpose of the ESG score is to use investors to shift corporations into a more socially progressive direction. Major corporations like Disney, Coca-Cola, and many other cor- many others are concerned more about elevating their ESG scores than pleasing their customer base. This explains why they are willing to lose customers rather than change direction in their business practices. China has a social credit score for every individual. The score is lower, lowered or raised according to personal behavior and a person's, com- person's compliance with the government. Other nations are looking into initiating social credit scores as well, and a central bank digital currency will speed up the process. In Revelation 13, we read that the Antichrist will initiate the mark of the beast at the midpoint of the tribulation. The fact that nations are already introducing a system that will make the mark of the beast possible shows how our world is drawing closer to the tribulation. In Revelation 6, we read that the tribulation judgments will begin with the seal judgments. Let's connect some dots to see how our world is trending toward the tribulation based on the four horsemen of the apocalypse. The first seal judgment is a white horse representing the Antichrist coming to power. He has a bow, but no arrows, indicating that he will portray himself as a man of peace. As our world continues to implode with inflation, lawlessness, wars, famines, pestilences, and a host of other calamities, there will be a growing need for leadership, as the world governments will be unable to deal with all the crises that come their way. Paul stated in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 that the Antichrist will not be revealed until after the restrainer is taken out of the way. Most Bible scholars agree that the restrainer is the Holy Spirit. And since the Holy Spirit indwells the church, the church will be removed in the rapture before the Antichrist is revealed. The Holy Spirit is omnipresent, but he will remove his restraining hand to allow mankind and Satan to complete their one world order. On top of all the other problems that the world will be dealing with, millions of people will suddenly disappear when the rapture occurs, causing mass panic around the world. The Antichrist will step out of the shadows in an effort and and offer to solve the world's problems, and the world will embrace him as their savior. The second seal judgment is a red horse depicting peace being taken from the earth. The peace that the Antichrist promises will be short-lived. The Greek word for sword that is used in verse 4 is makira, meaning a short sword or dagger. This type of weapon would be used for close-up and personal combat. In addition to wars between nations, there will also be civil unrest within cities and neighborhoods. Today, our world is sitting on a powder keg. The war between Russia and Ukraine is ongoing, and a potential conflict between Russia and NATO could spark World War III. Russia is threatening a nuclear attack. Israel is threatening to attack Iran's nuclear facilities. China is looking to attack Taiwan and is threatening anyone who interferes. North Korea is flexing its muscles with missile tests and threat of nuclear attacks. In addition, civil unrest is evolving around the world. A recent example is the 
un civil unrest in major U.S. cities as a result of the Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. Rising inflation, food scarcity, and political disagreements will make the problem worse. These are more signs that the tribulation may be getting closer. The third seal judgment is a black horse representing massive inflation. The Greek word for penny is denarius, representing a day's wages in Bible times. The implication is that it will take a day's wage for the average person just to buy a loaf of bread. This is how bad inflation will get during the first half of the tribulation. We see inflation increasing rapidly today, and it will continue to get worse, another indicator that our world is moving toward the tribulation. A month ago, Janet Yellen, the United States Treasury Secretary, admitted that she was wrong last year when she said, when she dismissed rampant inflation across the U.S. as a transitory problem that would soon resolve itself. She now acknowledges that inflation has gotten worse than expected. Jamie Dimon, a CEO for J.P. Morgan Chase, one of the world's most influential financial services companies, stated in early June that an economic hurricane is coming our way. He said people are just going along not realizing what is coming, but they need to brace themselves. On May 12th through June 6th of this year, CNBC conducted a survey among 22 chief financial officers at major corporations in the United States, and 100% of them stated that America will face a recession by the end of next year. The World Bank predicts that most of the world will face a global recession in the near future as inflation stays high. This would lead to massive unemployment and economic collapse. God is orchestrating the world events according to his timetable, but our world is on a trajectory that will one day result in the tribulation. The fourth seal is a pale horse depicting death through famine, wars, pestilences, and the beasts of the earth. The truth of the, is that one-fourth of the world's population will die during the seal judgments. As our world draws closer to the tribulation, pestilences, wars, and other calamities will keep increasing. It is being predicted by many that a global famine is coming soon, beginning in third world countries and then spreading around the world, and many will die. During the seal judgments, there will be billions who will die. Our world is headed for a terrible time, and the only way to escape it is to be saved and be ready for the rapture. On the screen is the cover of The Economist magazine for May 2022. The kernels of wheat are represented by tiny skulls. In April of this year, the United Nations declared that widespread famines of biblical proportions are on the horizon. Much of the food crisis has been blamed on COVID and the war between Russia and Ukraine. Russia and Ukraine are both major wheat exporters, but both nations have limited exportations. Russia has restricted the exportation of fertilizer, which has raised prices and affected food production. Drought and flooding in some areas has also impacted food production. Farmers have reported that their costs have increased around 300% due to the cost of fertilizer and seed, the cost of fuel to power their equipment, and the difficulty of purchasing new farm equipment and parts that are needed to process crops. 
As of June 3rd, almost 38 million chickens and turkeys have been killed in the United States due to bird flu epidemic. It is being predicted that food shortages and rationing will become widespread by the end of this year into 2023. This will not only result in higher prices and rising debt, but also famine for many parts of the world, causing widespread death. As calamities escalate, the governments of the world will be desperate for answers. One day they will ultimately turn their authority over to the Antichrist. The outlook for this world does not look good, but as Christians, we have God's promises to hold to as we wait for Jesus to come and rapture his church. Paul stated in 2 Thessalonians 2.3 that there will be a falling away prior to Jesus' return. The Greek word for falling away is apostasia, from which we get the word apostasy. It denotes a turning away from the truth. Sadly, over the years, professing Christians have embraced the world's values rather than influencing the world to hold to biblical values. A biblical worldview sees everything through the lens of Scripture, from Genesis to Revelation. A person with a biblical worldview will acknowledge the unchangeable truths of God's word regarding creation, sin, sexuality, and morality. Those without a biblical worldview will be influenced by society and personal opinions rather than the absolutes of God's word. I put some statistics on the screen that show how far America has fallen from a biblical worldview, including among professing Christians. These same statistics hold true in much of the world. According to a 2021 poll taken by the Barna Group, only 6% of Americans hold a biblical worldview. When broken down by ages, only 2% of millennials, ages 25 to 40, hold a biblical worldview. The globalists figured out years ago that the best way to advance their goals was to get into the schools and indoctrinate the youth in their ideals and anti-biblical sexuality. Their tactics have worked, and we see this reflected in the belief systems of the younger generation. A poll taken this year by the American Worldview Inventory indicates that while 67% of parents of preteen children claim to be Christians, only 2% of them hold a biblical worldview. A study released by the Cultural Research Center at Arizona Christian University indicated that only 37% of U.S. pastors hold a biblical worldview. The vast majority said they have a hybrid worldview with elements of biblical and other ideologies. Only 12% of youth pastors and children's workers hold a biblical worldview. This is a big indicator of how far the church has fallen away from the truth of God's word, just as Paul said would happen prior to Jesus' return. A poll taken in 2022 by the American Bible Society indicated that in the previous year, nearly 26 million Americans decreased or stopped engaging with Scripture. The definition of Scripture engagement is consistent interaction with the Bible that shapes a person's choices and transforms their relationships with God, self, and others. The poll indicated that only 19% of Americans fit this definition of Scripture engagement. As a result, professing Christians are basing their belief systems on the world's values 
rather than God's values. This is a warning to us that we need to stay grounded in God's word because the Bible is the only measurement that will determine a person's eternal destiny. One way the globalists have accomplished their goal of erasing God from society is through changing people's opinions regarding morality. We see this today in our school systems, media, and Hollywood, in Hollywood, which indoctrinate youth in deviant sexual practices and lifestyles that are abominable to God. They're confusing young, impressionable minds in what it means to be a boy or a girl, and they are promoting unbiblical lifestyles as something to be desired. All of us know how moral decay has affected our world in recent years, so I will just point out a couple statistics that indicate how far our world has descended into the moral abyss. A poll released in February of this year indicates that 21% of Generation Z, ages 10 to 25, and 10% of millennials, ages 26 to 41, identify as something other than heterosexual. This is a big increase from just a few years ago. The poll pointed out that the younger the generation, the more they embrace these values that are being imposed on them in our education system. According to the World Health Organization, around 73 million abortions are performed worldwide each year. I brought out these two statistics to emphasize that the drive to groom school children to embrace the LGBTQ lifestyle, as well as murder millions of babies every year, has God's attention. Jesus said in Luke 17 too, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he cast into the sea than that he should offend one of these little ones. We are living in a Romans 1 world that has been turned over to a reprobate or depraved mind, just as Paul stated. When we see how our governments, education systems, and media are harming children by sexualizing them and promoting ungodly lifestyles, we know that our world is ripe for judgment. When we put the pieces together, we believe that judgment cannot be far off. Well, we've covered a lot tonight. We've only touched the surface, really. It is true that life will get more uncomfortable as we wait for the rapture, but Paul instructed us in Titus 2.13 to keep looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus warned against setting dates, but he also said that we can know when his coming is near, even at the doors. While we may not totally understand how things will play out, we can see how our world is trending toward the biblical description of the tribulation, indicating that Jesus is coming soon. Our world is definitely crumbling and becoming more ungodly, and we are reminded daily that this world is not our home. We are encouraged to stay focused on the rapture, and one day soon, Jesus will come and take us to our true home in heaven, and that is the day we are all looking forward to. May God bless you, and may we all be ready for the rapture.